0: This is a story that I actually uh, tell a lot of students here because I think my entry or my introduction to you, the path that I got to to meeting you and going to TRI, just like there were a lot of, there was a gem uh, that of, of, of an experience or a lesson that I l- love to share. So.
1: Maybe we'll just start off with a, just a quick introduction of, of who you are, um, and where you are. This is a great setting that, that you have in the background. Yeah,
0: why don't we start? Oh, thank you. Uh, thanks, Tilak. Um, and thank you to, for everyone that's watching or, or listening. Uh, so my name is Ahmed, uh, as you can see on the, on the video. I, uh, so I did my undergrad at, uh, at Waterloo back in 2009. So I did mechanical engineering. Uh, in 2014, when I graduated, I, from my undergrad, I really learned that I love two things. I love to design and build stuff, but I also love to help people. So long story short, I, I met Tilak, who, uh, and he uh, welcomed me to TRI uh, through UHN, which is affiliated with, with, with UFT, welcomed me with open arms. Uh, he saw my project from my fourth year design project at, at the University of Waterloo. I built an exercise machine to help people that are paraplegic with um, uh, promoting blood flow. At TRI, uh, which I joined in 2014, I, uh, I was working on a sit-to-stand project where I uh, developed a designed and built a, a, an armrest apparatus to help older adults that were having um, lower mobility issues when sitting and standing. I really loved the the experience at TRI. I really loved working with older adults. Uh, through my through my experience at UFT as well, I really I really found out how passionate I am in teaching. Uh, so from my experience at UFT, I then you know. Uh, discovered this opportunity at the University of Guelph, also through the help of T- uh, TILAC yeah. Yeah. Uh, for recognition. So thanks, TILAC. Um And I'm sort of at a point in my life where I'm 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 at Zen, where I'm doing something that I love. Uh, where I'm, you know, my career is enabling me to use my degree, uh, to, you know, to problem solve and uh, work with machines, while also help and teach students. Uh, I I really love mentorship and they, just that um, the pedagogical aspect of engineering. So mentoring and coaching students through different projects, especially motion capture. So as you can see right now, I am in a motion capture lab at the, uh, at the uh, biomedical engineering department here at the University of Guelph. So my job here is um, my, so I, I'm a lab coordinator where I assist various professors in uh, about half a dozen courses so through uh, lab maintenance, uh, running the safety orientations for undergrad and graduate students. Uh, supervising TAs, um, uh, upgrading components, also teaching um, uh, labs. So my, my role also pr- uh, uh, involves providing sort of instructional support for a lot of the labs, especially for a complex lab like this one right here where we have Vicon components, we have EMGs, we have different instruments in the lab. Um, and so safety and proper instruction is important. Recently, I gained my PENG, um, through through this experience as well. Um, so really happy that I'm sort of doing, um, uh, you know, a balance of engineering and teaching. I'm not sure if that was too much, but I can keep on going.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, let's, let's take, I mean, you, you talked about a lot there. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, the, yeah. So I was actually just looking back into my CV. I had to remind myself what year you were actually with us and how long it's been. Mm-hmm. It's been five years since you left. So it's kind uh, of a nice anniversary, yeah. uh, that, that you finished your master's and it was, um, I looked up it's it's a master in your master of applied science at mecha- in the mechanical engineering uh, that's right. department and I, I also just noticed you were you got the Barbara and Frank Milligan graduate fellowship while right. you were here you won that so that was yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not that's a very prestigious award that you were that, that you got yeah. um, and I think the one thing that I remember when you came through was it through James Tongue that sent so- did you So um,
0: maybe I can mention this too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like I think part of what I wanna get at here is how, you know, undergrad students who are thinking about graduate degree, what kinds of things they should be doing to find a super potential supervisor. I can tell you what I noticed right away about your application and when you sent stuff over to me, Uh, but you Mm -hmm. tell me how, you know, what you would recommend to maybe for undergrads thinking about grad school.
0: Yeah, for sure. So thanks for, for bringing that up. This, this is a story that I actually uh, tell a lot of students here because I think my entry or my introduction to you, the path that I got to to meeting you and going to TRI, just like there were a lot of, there was a gem uh, that, of, of, of an experience or a lesson that I l- love to share. So I often tell students that you know, we're living in a world where, unfortunately, it's it's not always about what you know, but who you know. So I, I always tell students that networking, like, utilize the network effect. So when I graduated in 2014 in Waterloo, I pretty much was hopeless. I didn't know, what like, where to go. They were just – I just – like I mentioned, I just, I just knew that I love to design and build stuff and that I love to help people. Doing a graduate program was not even on my mind because, uh, you know, to be – very transparent here. I wasn't always an A student, um, you know, So like, you know, the uh, I just felt like, oh, you know, my marks weren't the greatest. Therefore, I am not cut up to be a master's student. You know, unfortunately, uh, you can be conditioned to think that way. You know, unfortunately, universities and marks and exams have a way of conditioning you to think less of yourself if all you see yourself as just some number or a grade. Unfortunately, but I want you to, to invite all the listeners to think. You know, that, 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 that's not right, you know. Uh, you are a lot more than what your transcript says about you, you know. So how I got to, you know, I think it's just a matter of grit and character. So essentially how I got to meet TELAC and TRI. So there were a series of four individuals. So in 2014, when I was sort of hopeless with my graduate degree from Waterloo, I didn't know where to go. The first thing I thought about reaching out to was my, uh, my fourth year design project supervisor. So this was John. I said, I, sh- I sent him a simple one-liner email. I said, hi, John, uh, this is Ahmed. Uh, I was your student in this course and you were also my supervisor. I just wanted to ask you if you have any graduate positions available. Um, I really enjoyed working with you. Send. Uh, John responds back saying, hey Ahmed, thanks for the email. Uh, as much as I would love to have you on board, uh, your transcript you know, doesn't really fit the criteria that we're looking for. Uh, so unfortunately, I don't think you, you would be a good fit with your grades. However, there's this guy that just joined the Mechatronics department. I think your skill set matches the kind of student he's looking for. So this guy's name is James Tong. So number one with John, number two is James Tong. I meet with James like two weeks later. He's you know, a fresh faculty, really excited, really love my 4 design project. He said, I'd love to have you. Unfortunately, I don't have funding just yet, so I don't have funding to support you, so I can't bring you on. However, I know this guy his name was his name is Milos Popovich. Uh, he, he's a at the time he was a, he was a chair of spinal cord research at TRI I believe uh, correct me if i'm wrong to um, so james connects me with milos guy number 3 milos was such a humble guy that he met me like i'm like this guy is the chair and he meets like you know this hopeless you know, new <laughs> So he and I, I remember Milosh sitting with me um, uh, in the uh, lobby of TRI. I tell him about my work. I tell him about my fourth-year design project, show him my cool apparatus. He's like, "Wow, I mean, this is really cool." However, um, I love to have you, but uh, you know, my research is kind of like not in line with yours, but or, or, or like n- not in line with your sort of skill set. But I know this guy on the thirteenth floor. His name is Tilak. <laughs> Let's go see him right now. So this is guy number four, named Tilak. I go I go and see him on the same day. Milosh walks me to the 13th floor. And Tilak was, you know, uh, fortunately available. I sit down with him, you know, 10 minutes into my introduction, a little bit of back and forth. And Tilak welcomed me with open arms. And I think for me, like, I would have never been able to find out about that opportunity had I not sent that one-liner email to John, who actually, you know, kind of rejected me, but still offered me a helping hand. Hey, meet this guy. So I guess the, the moral of the story is utilize the network network effect and don't be afraid to ask. I think a lot of us, you know, we're, we're too afraid of rejection, but you never know what that one line or email can, yeah. can can take you. So that was sort of how it got to TRI.
1: I feel like we should mention John's last name just so you, you we, we can tag okay. him. In-
0: his, his name <laughs> so- is Professor John Medley. Medley, from okay. from uh, from University of Waterloo, John Medley, great guy.
1: Nice, nice, yeah, yeah. great. That's quite the story. I didn't know all that. I yeah, I yeah, I didn't know that that was the journey you went on to get here. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you that when as after I started talking with you, I, I'll be honest. I don't think I in, you know, in that ten minute conversation, I don't know that I had made the decision that yeah, I have to have this guy part of my, as part of the team. But what your your enthusiasm was was infectious, like that was fantastic. You were clearly very excited about doing something uh, in this area. And the, I can't remember if you sent me, if you had pictures of your design, your fourth year design project, or or, like you might've even had something with pictures of it. I actually
0: printed them out and and I showed them to you. Um, Right. Yeah, so I think one thing that I also want to mention is that a picture is worth a thousand words. So whenever you go out and meet people at interviews, like show them a picture. Show them yeah. like if you, if you have a portfolio like have all your projects like pictures, videos. um A, pic- a picture is worth, is worth a thousand words, and a video is a thousand pictures worth millions of words. So, I That's, think, you know, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I remember. The video. That's what I was just thinking. Is I remember yeah. you after we chatted, you you told me about this great project, and I was really intrigued. Like clearly, if you were involved in building this thing this device it was like you've got great uh hand skills great building skills um which is rare right for undergrad students a lot of a lot of engineering students you know have struggle really if they have to put a, you know, two bolts together, like it's really, really challenging uh, for people to yeah, be able yeah. to build things for real. And, they, yeah. and people require a lot of support. But right away, I could see from the picture that you had that. And yeah. then you sent me the video of the thing working. And it, I think it was even someone, the participant that you had demonstrating the use of right. the device was someone we knew from yeah, we uh, Rehab. It was, uh,
0: it was Jason Angel. Yeah. right. Jason, he was paraplegic. And I, I remember that he also well, worked, with, uh, worked with TRI
1: and so that so was, was another amazing. neat
0: connection how everything just connects yeah
1: it's a small world you know this that's yeah. the other thing you learn quickly right And doing this stuff as you experienced is that it's a small world and you know you never know when someone will have the will make a connection for you right that that can i
0: agree move you I forward
1: yeah. yeah but yeah. definitely watching that video and going and i think i had a quick chat with james because he'd met with you and it was clear that, yeah, this guy, despite the fact that, and I honestly don't remember now, I, I don't have this really memory of what your CV, you know, what your marks were exactly. But would you mind sharing for other students? Like what range do you remember? I would, never,
0: I would say like, I mean, I met the passing grade. Like I, I was always like a 75% student. Okay. I mean, there were like, you know, at the end of the year, I sort of, you know, got better guess, like in the 80s. I was yeah. like in the 90s, but I, I was always like, you know, because Waterloo, the competitive nature of the of the program, I oh, yeah. always felt like, uh, you know, um, I, I was always like above average or average. Like I, I did meet the passing grade for UFT, which yeah. I, I think was a, a B plus. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. yeah, I I always thought that you needed like a 95 percent or like a 90 above average. But uh, I I I've, I realized, wow, I, I did meet the actual uh, cutoff mark for UFT and. It just made sense for me to join TRI because I love to design and build stuff and I love to help people. And so I didn't want to do any grad, uh, any other grad opportunity because whenever I walk the hallways at University of Waterloo and just see the posters like of previous masters and PhD students, I just don't know how someone would dedicate like four years of their life studying the strain on like an aluminum alloy. It's like that's just so vague for me like people dedicating so many years of their life studying the material properties of zinc alloys like like wow like that just wasn't for me uh, because of my personality like i know who i am Like i'm always big picture and i'm always like m- like value oriented like mm-hmm. tri was the right fit for me just the rehabilitation space uh rehabilitation engineering space just just made a lot of sense for me so it was easy for me to just you know um uh, uh, approach that position at TRI and, and and make the effort to meet you. Yeah.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. So then if we move forward from there, what, the, the, what you were t- you touched on, you, you summarized this really well, like you had an opportunity to get involved with some teaching. And, and I, I really saw, I remember seeing you come alive through that. I can't remember if it was a one week or two week kind of thing. It was really cool to watch you go through yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to just talk about that in a bit more for detail sure. and what you. Uh, what you for well, whether sure. Whether you would, I guess, whether you would recommend that to someone as part of their, you know, someone who's doing their master's or PhD.
0: For sure. So while I was a, a grad student at TRI, uh, there's this uh, amazing fellow. Uh, her name is Vicky Komizar. I'm sure you know her, Tilak. Uh, yeah. Vicky now is a professor uh, at, at, at the I think, uh, University of British Columbia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Such an amazing S-
1: student. SFU, um, I think she's at SFU. SFU. No? Simon, Simon okay. Fraser, yeah.
0: So uh, Vicky was uh, enrolled in this in this uh, uh, summer camp program that's affiliated through UFT Engineering. It was called the Deep Summer Academy. Uh, uh, it was called the and yeah, the, the D stands for Da Vinci. So I was really intrigued because I knew that I did take on a couple of TA opportunities at UFT. Just because I needed the money, you know, like living in you uh, living in Toronto, like you needed the extra income to afford rent and food and such to survive. Uh, but then I just found that wow, I, I really love that TA opportunity. I just really loved, really enjoy TAing students. Um, I, I was always a quiet guy in my undergrad. Uh, I didn't I didn't think that I would ever find so much energy in teaching. But you know, taking on that TA opportunity, which I think I, I think taking on a TA opportunity, obviously it's 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 a it's a, it's almost a must for all grad students, just because you know the, the income really helps, and uh, I think it's also part of the, the, uh, the, uh, the program. But talking about deep, I just felt like I, I, I really needed to be part of this summer uh, summer camp because, uh, you know, through my passion of teaching and learning about myself, uh, and just working with kids, uh, you know, introducing them to engineering, also bringing them to TRI, and just made, made it sound made a lot of sense for me. now whether uh i don't know if i would recommend you know all grad students to sort of just you know throw themselves into these great opportunities because i think it really comes down to who you are as a person um you know for me like if i mean i think there's a lot of extracurricular activities you can participate in and and, and overtake uh, and take on during your grad studies Uh, i think you just have to like just have to sort of think about like how it's gonna sort of balance with your schedule. Obviously, your your degree requirements come first, so your courses and making sure you fulfill the rights for your supervisor and your your research. But if you have that extra time, like extracurricular activities, will do wonders for your mental health uh, while you're a grad student. So I just felt like this extracurricular activity of being part of you know an engineering summer camp for kids. It made a lot of sense for me because it sort of made sense to who I am as a person. So I think just do a little bit of a self-assessment. You know, you could be an introvert. Maybe teaching is not your thing. That's totally fine. There's a lot of other clubs where you can sort of design and build stuff and work with a sort of, you know, like-minded people. But I would say uh, it made a lot of sense for me. And through a little self-awareness and knowing who you are as a person, you'll be able to know what kind of clubs and what kind of extracurricular activities to to, to join junior grad studies.
1: Nice. Yeah, yeah. And it was... It, I, what I remember of your experience of it, it was pretty uh, intensive, right? Like it was – you basically had to yeah. drop everything for like well, – What was Was it one week or two weeks?
0: So it was like a one-week, like one week. Uh, really intense program, like you said. Yeah. So the planning – I would say the planning was sort of like part-time for two months, but then when it came down to it, you know, I was like – you know, I would get up at 7 a.m. and come back at 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, – there's a – such they're amazing people i'm not sure if uh Darley darlie gerard is still there but if you if you look up the, the da vinci uh, uh engineering program at uft mm-hmm. you'll be able to see their um i think it was don Britton and uh, uh Darley gerard amazing people so if that's of interest to you i definitely suggest you you look them up that's yeah. awesome. It awesome there it was great. one week intensive yeah great,
1: I, great I also made a
0: video uh, on YouTube, um, it almost has like I think the past 500 views. But I, I talk about the entire experience. Uh, if you search uh, my name, Deep Engineering, Engineering Summer Academy, you'll you'll see like a video of the seven day. Uh, uh, the, I think it was a five day program.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll link. To, I'll try to link that in the in the YouTube version of this. We'll right. put a link in yeah. at the bottom there. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So then. So that that sounds like a good experience you had there. Um, I guess the other th- the, the, and the last thing I wanted to just ask you, but actually, yeah, two more things. One is your um, yeah. So after you're finished, you finished your masters successfully, uh, and then you started looking for work. What did what? How did that process go? I don't know how much you know. How yeah. soon into that process did you jump into this job, or is yeah. you know? Do you have any recommendations for, for students sure. in, so, in that position?
0: Yeah, I think my I decided. I think I started looking for work like uh, six months before I graduated like i think i was graduating uh april 20, uh i think it was yeah i i defended gen- january uh 2017. uh i started looking for uh I, I started my job hunt seriously about you know five to six months before that mm-hmm. um so a lot of that involved obviously the indeed course uh the indeed route you know applying to jobs to indeed uh, then linkedin linkedin was great too i uh um I utilized LinkedIn to, you know, reach out to recruiters, reach out to also peers that are working in different companies and asking them for introductions or asking them just how it felt, like how it was like working at the company. Um, And uh, I think, so the the University of Guelph job was posted uh, for quite some time and I didn't want to apply for it, believe it or not. I just, I fell in love with Toronto so much that I didn't want to go live out in the country. if you look at Guelph on the map, like it's just like a city surrounded by green. It's like population of 130,000. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't say it's it's surrounded by country, but it's definitely like m- multiple times like much much smaller than Toronto. I fell in love with Toronto in like the the subway life. You know, hopping on the subway and then exiting into a new world at each stop. Going to different coffee joints at night. Um, then you come to Guelph and there's like one ice cream store that's open until 7 p.m. but so then my first reaction when I saw that job post like I'm not applying you know to that lab coordinator position at Guelph skip so I put it on the put it on the side
1: yeah and
0: then uh, believe it or not like that job was like was vacant for 4 months and then and so then for that 4 months I was like insisting that I would get some kind of job at Toronto like engineering <laughs> in Toronto was, like I'm going to apply to all all the medical companies here in toronto and i'm gonna get a i had some interviews but for for some reason no luck right. and then four months later i was like you know what okay fine let me just read this job description and i think till iq you you actually uh, uh had a conversation with uh, michelle oliver uh
1: yes. who, re- who reached out to you i think um, she was looking yeah i guess because maybe it was taking a while she she'd sent an email to yeah, a few people so that. she
0: reached out to me yeah. and i felt like you know what fine let me just let me give this a shot and I went over the job description you know I was thinking about it I, I found that sh- maybe the pay wasn't the greatest but what what it offered was something else that I valued more than pay and it was work-life balance you know reading through the job description I felt like wow this this job description really covered really covers a lot of things that I'm passionate about you know there's, there's a lot of teaching there's engineering there's motion capture which I have you know, a lot of experience with, in which I fell in love with at TRI, it almost had the whole thing. And just the whole, the only thing that was pulling me back was the fact that I was in Guelph. But, you know, sooner or later, uh, I think uh, Emily King, she also like talked to me about. It's like, you know what? I think it's a good opportunity for you. So, Emily yeah. King, um, for those who don't know, um, she she was also a postdoc fellow at TRI. Was that correct? Uh,
1: that's right. That's right. She did her PhD like, and and her yeah. postdoc. Yeah. That's right.
0: So. A few people talked, uh, you know, talked to me about, uh, uh, talked me through it and just, you know, saw that I would be a good fit for this. Uh, Dan Vina, who was also yeah. a PhD student, uh, also, like, you know, said it was a good fit for me. You know, a lot of the, you know, the, the TRI family w- was most like a family. Like they, You know, <laughs> with, with time, they all start to get to know you. And we had a lot of, you know, sushi days. We had a lot of days where we go out and just get to know one another. That's one thing I really miss, by the way, you know, like TILAC, when you led those team meetings and we had those outings to celebrate different um, graduations. And that's, I I, I really love the family culture you fostered. So Mm -hmm. thanks for that. Um, It it, it really created a very easy mentorship experience with a lot of the people there. Um, So long story short, just that was a quick tangent. I decided to take that golf job another look. I applied for it. I came here at the university. They really loved what I did at TRI. And again, it was an easy yes for them because I met met the job description. And uh, coming to Guelph, although, you know, during that first year was very difficult. You know, it's just like very quiet here, especially for a single guy, you know, that doesn't drink, you know. So it was a very tough year because, you know, there was, I didn't, sure, it was the job was great. But when the job ended at five o'clock, I was like pulling my hair. I had no idea what to do. So that's what gave birth to my business.
1: Right? Um, uh, Yeah. That was the last thing I was gonna ask you about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're very excited about this. Yes. Yeah. So,
0: you know, uh, coming so closing the chapter of TRI in Toronto was difficult for me because I fell in love with the whole Toronto vibe, you know, the six uh, T dot uh, CN tower, you know, like, and then just I had to make that risk because it just made sense, you know. Uh, I think for me, I'm I'm very sentimental. So when I when I leave a place, it means a lot for me. It took me hours to just say goodbye to my office desk at TRI because you know, there was so much memories. So I think I think I even teared up. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. but uh, you know, um, I made a lot of great friends from TRI and UFT that fortunately I'm still in touch with. So then when I closed that chapter of TRI, uh, going to Guelph was difficult. But looking back now, five years, I think it was the best decision that I made. Wow. Um, uh, I've always sort of like, you know, when I was in Waterloo, I, th- I think leaving Waterloo was easy for me, because to be honest, I I did not I did not like the vibe at University of Waterloo. It just like it was too too pressuring for me. Yeah. So it was easy for me, but leaving Toronto was hard because I just fell in love with UFT so much more than, uh, than, than Waterloo. Uh, Throwing shade on Waterloo here, but um, so uh, the first you know year at Guelph was difficult. Like I said, uh, single guy who's who's Muslim doesn't drink. You know, there's there's no, there's not much nightlife opportunity for me. So I had the time. I had a great office. You know, like I, I had time in my office where, I'm like, you know what? What can I do with this time? Uh, I've always had a passion for entrepreneurship. You know, I think this was embedded in my blood from the five years in Waterloo, where you know they just uh, when, the, when the whole entrepreneurship thing came to to spring, you know, in the late 2010s, uh, th- 10, like I felt like the the university really did a good job of shoving entrepreneurship down everyone's throats. Like you have to, you're either an average student or you're a student with a multi million dollar idea and you're part of Velocity and you have so much investor, like uh, so much investments. So I didn't like that. I thought it was yeah. toxic. But again, I think this idea of the business really still like part of it still stuck with me so i was like you know what this could be a good idea but not now i don't really have a multi-million dollar idea so i'll just keep going down the route of applying to grad school but now you know fast forward five years after i graduated from uft and now here i'm I'm in guelph i felt like okay now i have the bed or the cushion or the safety nest to start a side hustle and if it works it works if not i didn't really lose much money because you know fortunately i still have a paying job you know so um uh, I, I, I bootstrapped this business so what's the business um, so basically coming to Guelph in 2017 uh, you know, the, the combination of the the uh, I would say the the, the a, a little bit of loneliness coming to a new city plus my desire to start a business it really gave me the fuel um, to to think about entrepreneurship out of nowhere one day m- my friend sends me an article uh, somebody on reddit writes a 30 a, a day plan on how to start a local business. Mm-hmm. For me, I never really thought that local business would uh, be so uh, profitable because you know when you're when you're in like back in the Waterloo days, I always they always preach that oh you have to have a multi-million dollar global changing like idea that has millions of investments you have to have an app you have to like et cetera et cetera. But when I read this article, the author really did a good job of talking about how local businesses like home care, house cleaning, lawn mowing, like how they were so much in demand. And um, I started a cleaning business called Helamade uh, because uh, in the article uh, through the 30 day plan, the guy says, day one, pick any business. And he's like house cleaning, lawn mowing, cutting, whatever, uh, painting. For some reason, I chose cleaning. I'm not sure why, but I just felt like cleaning wasn't seasonal and everyone needs it, whether you're a commercial um, uh, business or a residential you know, homeowner. I felt like house cleaning, whether it's winter or summer, uh, whether it's commercial or residential, I had a lot more uh, uh, prospects. So I chose house cleaning. Uh, I bought the name hellamade.ca for $4 on GoDaddy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I learned how to do, like, you know, I, I learned how to run the website, get servers, get SSL, uh, talk to different contractors. I lost a lot of money in the beginning because I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. Uh, you know, we were uh, in the beginning, we were doing like five. if like I was lucky. I would clean like we would clean like four to three houses a week. And now we're at a point where we're cleaning a hundred houses a
1: week. So, Whoa. Yeah. Good for you, man. Holy cow. That's it's, a lot.
0: It's um. It's 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 a great experience, uh, and I think with time, like you, you're you a lot about it. So I run. So basically, I'm doing this job right now at the University of Guelph, and I also have my business partner uh, that takes care of operations uh, for for my business, uh, Um We also have a virtual assistant working from the Philippines. She's taking care of our phone calls and our emails. Uh, we have people in uh, I think Albania working. So I think. Outsourcing is a great uh, tool to utilize if you're, you know, especially if you're trying to run a business. There's just so many components. So, outsourcing to virtual assistants, outsourcing to designers. Uh, There's a website called fiverr.com where you can outsource to freelancers. Uh, There's also upwork.com. Facebook has a lot of groups too, but long story short, yeah, so in 2017, I joined uh, in February uh, to to, uh, work at the University of Guelph. One month later, I started a business. That's how bored I was. So it, it worked out.
1: That's amazing. So so let me ask you, this. are you getting close? Do you think there's going to be a point soon where you're going full time into the business then?
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I hope you don't publish this to any faculty or, 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 okay. or staff.
1: But uh, <laughs> <We won't, yeah. laughs>
0: I, I think I think um, I'm, I'm thinking about this move very soon because yeah at some point you, you can't chase two rabbits at once uh that's a old uh, russian proverb uh as much as it's it's lucrative and nice to do two things at the same time i think i i learned a lot about focus and even if this job is easy that i'm doing like it's not not that it's easy but it's at zen so it's natural for me mm-hmm. it's still ticking up headspace like whether i like it or not like a lot of my day is going to this job and there's, I mean, I, I am still dedicating time to Helen May, but I think my, even my, my operations partner is like, you know, Ahmed, I think it would be good to have you join full-time soon. And, and yeah. I think the decision uh, really depends on whether you can pay yourself enough. So at the beginning, obviously, like I, I was making an, uh, obviously more from my university job uh, than my business. But at some point throughout the years, if it's safe to make that jump, yeah. you know, from your regular paying job to your side hustle and it can pay you financially i think you should take a very well calculated risk and say yes so my advice is don't just drop everything and just start a new business idea you need money for rent you need money for food um a lot of people just decide you know what i'm quitting full-time i'm gonna live in my parents basement and just work on a business but they give up too soon because you know i, I feel like uh, a side hustle works very well like while you're sort of uh uh doing a job where you, you can dedicate enough time to like one business idea and then you can sort of jump on this boat full time. Um, so I, yeah I, I think to answer your question I'm gonna have to make that decision very soon. Uh, I, I I'm coming close to my five-year mark. I, I don't I don't see myself working at one job for like 10-15 years. Even though the pay here is getting better, even though I'm getting good benefits, I just like I just feel like for me, like I'm still young, uh, although, I mean, I just entered my 30s, so I hope I'm still young.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, You're still young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank definitely. You.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to have to make that jump soon.
1: Yeah. Very exciting. It's just
0: wow. that the opportunity, about, I just feel like the world of entrepreneurship um, is very lucrative, like especially now with assets rising very much. Like, uh, uh, like the pri- price of real estate is like way over the roof. I just feel like this is my own opinion. I just feel like, you know, having one salary is, is, isn't enough to really afford you to purchase like a, like a house in Canada anymore, or at least in Ontario. Uh, if you have two incomes like for, per household, I think it's more doable. But uh, uh, I think part of this decision making that I'm taking is is uh, acquiring more financial depend- independence through, through, uh, through, through entrepreneurship.
1: Good for you, man. Wow. I see that the time, we we passed three o'clock. I just don't, if you have to run, we can cut it off here now. Um, I
0: think, I think students are coming in in 10 minutes.
1: um, Okay. Well, well, why don't we wrap it up? Is there anything else you, you know, I'm sort of imagining the people watching this, it's going to be people from our lab. There's going to be people from, from Toronto rehab. There's going to be like students, you know, I, I think I remember kind of being in that position of, wrapping up a degree and thinking about what's next and i think that's what i'm going to call this sure. series is like what's next you know like do you have any other kind of suggestions yeah, on on what students are sure. thinking about
0: i think maybe like, just to keep it very simple um mm-hmm. there's just like one term um or like i think it, it comes under the umbrella of self-awareness uh it's really sort of outside of like you know the technicality uh or really outside the transcript or the resume. It's really about self-awareness and self-development, since I'm really passionate about self-development. I just want to sort of point your audience uh, to this one really cool uh, sort of personality assessment that really changed my life and really helped me take uh, uh, the decisions that worked well for my type of personality. Uh, There's this thing called 16 personality types. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, Tilak.
1: No, I haven't, but I'm going to make a note and I'll look it up and link it, link it. So if you
0: search 16 personality types, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a psychological tool that was developed by Myers-Briggs. And it, uh, I took that assessment because I had a, a a breakdown uh, in my life uh, when I was in undergrad. Uh, I I had finished a co-op term and my supervisor at the time gave me very poor evaluation and it took, came to me as a shock because I knew that I did the best that I could at the company and the team. And then seeing this evaluation from him really took me by surprise. Uh, I went back to my, uh, my uh, co-op career counselor and I told her this is what happened. Like I I, I came to, uh, I came to work every single morning. I I did what I was told to do and I got a very poor evaluation. Uh, Long story short, the career counselor was so helpful and she introduced me to this thing called 16 personality types. Mm -hmm. And uh, Long story short, I figured out that, you know, working at that kind of team dynamic was unhealthy for for who I was. You know, the supervisor that I had was very, uh, he was very black and white. You know, he had little to no emotional intelligence that I felt like uh, he didn't see a lot of the stuff, uh, a lot of the true uh, work ethic that I put in. You know, the team members also the same thing. So long story short, I figured, wow, that wasn't a really healthy workplace for me. this is a better path for my, you know, that that goes well with my, you know, personality type. So these 16 personality types, you know, really helped me with my career decision-making. It really helped me with, uh, you know, figuring out my strengths and weaknesses. Like for me, uh, I'm I'm more, more, my strengths, for example, I love to speak. I, I have a way of teaching, but I also have weaknesses. Like my weaknesses is like, don't put me, don't put me in front of a computer for too long or else I will lose a lot of energy you know I can't type fast believe it or not uh, you know for me I charge with people uh, uh, another weakness is I also take criticism sensitively so with you know learning that I was able to overcome that 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 feeling and just take you know take advice or critic or 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 critics with a grain of salt you know I just take that lightly so the 16 personality types is what I love to end it with, to be honest. I think people Basically. go through that, uh, you know, take that honest test. obviously, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, but I guess what I want to invite all of you is to take self-awareness and self-develop- self-development seriously. Uh, mental health, obviously, is a very important topic. And I think uh, before taking care of our jobs, before taking care of our, you know, graduate decisions or ac- academic career paths, we should take care of our, uh, our 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 mind, body, and soul before anything. And the uh, personal, uh, self-awareness tool that uh, that I uh, that I just mentioned was a was a great help for me. Of course, there's a lot of other things like, like you know I, I read a lot of books uh, that are sort of like really psychology based and uh, self-help based. Uh, but uh, I would just you know really strongly suggest that 16 personalities tool uh, as a good start.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. And, and now that you mentioned 16 personalities, Myers-Briggs, I have heard the Myers-Briggs. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 yeah that's so for, for, for those who are uh, curious, my personality type is ENFJ. So it's like okay. a four code, like ENFJ. So uh, extroversion, intuition, feelings, and, and, and judgment. Uh, so uh, if you go through that, uh, that website, it sort, of, it sort of breaks it down for you. But it really guides a lot of the decisions I make, and it's served me well.
1: Awesome.
0: Well, that's fantastic.
1: Thank you. I know you got to go because you got some students to take care of, but this was fantastic. Yeah. It is great to touch base with you. Can I share the the news about your your family kind of life? You're expecting. For sure, yeah, 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 for sure. You're, you're expecting a baby. Congratulations. Thank and, you. Thank uh, you so much you and yeah. your wife. And I hope everything uh, goes well. And, and uh, yes, yeah, so let's stay in touch. This is fantastic. It's great okay. catching up with you.
0: Thank you so much, Talak. Uh, uh I just want to say, yeah, yeah, I just want to say thank you again. Uh, I feel like you were. Uh, Pivotal person in my in my early career, so uh, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say I appreciate everything you've 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 done for me, like. You know, oh, you're, through, you're very through, welcome. Through accepting me at TRI and sort of you know also helping me get this job, so <laughs> you
1: know, you're very welcome, and it's it's yeah. great to see how you're just like this is amazing to see where you are now, and you're about to move on to your next you know this this new business, and I. All the best. I've, I really look forward to following you. To your, the next stage, of, the next five years, you know, will be probably very exciting for you. I'm sure.
0: Thanks, like please, please say hi to the team for me. We'll do.